Hello everybody, this is Samir Azizi and welcome to Azizi Podcast. My guest today is Harold Dumer. Harold is the CEO and founder of OVA. OVA is a great company that has this unique product called Stellar X. This product is an XR product and it's the best tool, it claims to be the best tool out there for non-programmers that want to collaborate together and develop their own interactive XR environments. And for the uninitiated, XR is basically kind of like an extension of VR, extended reality, so to say. It's a catch-all to refer the augmented reality and virtual reality. But the cool part is we talked with Harold, or I talked with Harold, I would say, about not just his company, but his life and his trips to China and how he worked as a defense contractor. So it's, it's very intriguing. You know, it's, it's a very special conversation and I hope y'all enjoy it. But before you go listen to this podcast, please, please, please subscribe to this pod, recommend to your friends and give us a five star review and a positive, positive review as well would be highly appreciated. Thank you very much and enjoy the episode. So I'll, I'll get right to it. Could you please tell a little bit about your business and how, how it all started? Yeah, of course. I think that, you know, OVA is a kind of an OG in, in the VR, XR, metaverse space uh, when it comes down to 3 Dimension. We, we start back in 2014, so that's going to be nine years or nine winter because as Canadians, sometimes we count it as winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and back then, you know, virtual reality, mixed reality was nowhere to be seen. And uh, being first and one of the first in that world was kind of scary because it was not just a blue ocean strategy. It was like a a blue ocean, but with like no land to be seen. Right. Uh, Even if you look like Like a futuristic movie. Yeah. yeah, Like Matrix, basically. (laughs) So that was a naive move, but that finally paid off. And uh, the thing that we, we decided to do back then is we remember Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Uh, this is yeah, something yeah. I, I addressed during my conference where, mm-hmm. where, you know, you can drag and drop, create your own skate park. Mm-hmm. And it's super easy right up right away, just with the physics. There is like no interaction outside of the one that are pre-programmed where you can do a rail, you can slide and uh, you can jump obviously right. and do some tricks. So that was the main, you know, vision to have this content creation tool of the future where, you know, just like Minecraft enabled 70 million of people to become three content creators. Why not doing something like that, but for enterprise, for serious purpose? Mm-hmm. What kind of purposes would uh, would that be like in your, when you were like thinking about it, what purposes you had, you did you have in mind? Yeah, I mean, coming back from those days where I grew with Flash, uh, so 2 dimension animation on the web, right. uh, and also a kind of drag and drop interface. Uh, I first started off after graduating as, as an industrial engineer to do e-learning courses, and all the e-learning courses were programmed in Flash. So in my mind, this 2D communication of the information, knowledge transferring, was kind of weird as 3D species. So, so the need uh, to move from 2D to 3D to be able to communicate our 3D idea was always there. So this is, this is how uh, Stellarx, the name of our product, was, was kind of born from, from like less than a business perspective, more, more based out of a dream to make something new. And then we realized that there was a need. So, mm-hmm. so we, were, we're, we were pretty lucky on that, but yeah. 
who was your like one of your first clients that you can talk about that you like oh wow like i actually proved my concept and my product actually is useful actually it was lockheed martin so uh <laughs> wow we, yeah 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 that's that's they were most of the people actually i didn't know them before knowing them uh and and after that i realized they are the one behind the f-35 and being an entrepreneur journey, you need to sales, you know, you need to make money, you need to bring revenue and to be able to hire more people. So everything grows. And in that hustle days, uh, I went through many, uh, you know, like I said, so uh, events during the night and, uh, and that one was not from me. So uh, Lucy, uh, my uh, business partner went to Montreal and because back then I was not based in Montreal and she went there and she, she got to meet Lockheed and mm -hmm. she showcased what we were doing. And when I say we, it was three of us in e-learning with Flash. Mm -hmm. And they asked us, can you do virtual reality? Can you do a virtual reality submarine? To which we said yes. And we told them, come back in three months. So mm -hmm. we, we rent out a conference room in Arrigas because back then we worked in Nexus, or, or I mean, was not there yet. So even Harold, let me yeah. let me like interrupt you really quickly. When you showed when when Lucy showed that presentation to Lockheed Martin, what that presentation showed, like what did they see that they were like, oh, like can you do that? What exactly that included during like what Looking, kind of project was that? Yeah, it was a project we we did for the BDC, uh, mm -hmm. Bank of Development of Canada, mm -hmm. and was showcasing like two D animation that I that I made with my colleague, uh, teaching about the danger of. Um, of money laundering so that uh -huh. was that was a training on money laundering and so we came from money so laundering you're, so you're to, showing uh, them a 2d yeah. animation a cartoon on money laundering yeah, and exactly. Lockheed comes in and like listen guys yeah. <laughs> forget about money we, need a forget 3D, about money laundering. we need a 3d submarine <laughs> is that what yeah, <laughs> yeah wow. thinking about it exactly like that and you know it's all about luck and opportunities so yeah that was one <laughs> <laughs> okay so okay so hold on okay so there's you know, like give us three months and you said you rented out a conference room and then what happened i bought a lot of croissant and orange juice so uh <laughs> very, very french canadian <laughs> there's yeah, no exactly. pizza just croissants <laughs> yeah, yeah and orange juice and yeah. coffee obviously so uh they came in with with uh with a group of like five to six people they put the oculus dk2 on their ads they were all motion sick uh yeah. because you know back then uh, it was not optimized for vr it was just like right. there's an asset do whatever you want with it but you know building a virtual reality submarine based out on picture that they show us but there's so, always already was like an equipment right like an oculus it was part of yeah. facebook at that time or not yet they just acquired it, Got it. like okay. in the meantime and and we 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 duct tape a leap motion because there was no controller so they can see both of their ends and touch, you know, screens that were uh, virtual screens. So that that was it. And we we have a place where they go down in the submarine. It was a two-level submarine, and there was smoke, so they can like be around the smoke. Uh, it was how did you kinda... know how how did you know how submarine looked? Like, did they give you like a video? Yeah, yeah, they, they gave us picture video of what they want to see in the proof of concept. And obviously, and... because you're saying to that, it's not, it wasn't classified. Like, you can just tell me that. Yeah, exactly. It was unclassified. So there is a different status in in, uh, in the defense sector. So still nowadays, we work with the defense sector. We don't work now with Lockheed, but we work with the Royal Canadian Navy, with uh -huh. the Canadian Army Forces, and we are in the low level of security clearance. There is right. a lot of things I cannot tell, but that yeah. I can, you know, it was a proof of concept. That's based cool. on the picture. Yeah.
okay, so you got this video, you know what you need to build, and then you you have this, you know, uh, very basic Oculus at that time. How how sure. did you guys do it after that? What's uh, what was the like the difficulty for you? So so actually, af after that, we we needed something that will help us to create that much more quicker than three months. Because on my end, those three months were all the money I put on the side, all the money from the clients, and you know some loan. So it cost it all to to make a proof of concept. So uh, based on on that, Staterx was born, and we need that content creation tool. So we we funded with first grant based out on R&D. And then we got uh, another contract with the police department of Quebec City and, and they use it for training their police on dangerous situations. So it was always defense coming back or security mm -hmm. because uh, it was so new. They were the one that want to innovate and want to do stuff in 3D. When I say stuff is training, collaboration, design thinking, mm -hmm. uh, engineering review. So I went through Accelerator. Uh, I, I went to China a bunch of time because back then HTC and, and, and Facebook, now Meta, Oculus, were the two ads-to-ad forces. Mm -hmm. So I used to travel to the Beijing and Shanghai headquarter, uh, Shenzhen headquarter of, of Vive in their Accelerator. Mm -hmm. So then I, I, I kind of spun off some contract and received some money from, from VC based out there. That could was you, the, the day before. Could, uh, could you, be, before what? I mean, <laughs> before, uh, before, it, before it get much more harder to do business in China. So I yeah. see, I see. Tell me more about China though. Like when you go to Accelerator in China, like what happens there? You get a huge jet lag first. Uh, <laughs> and, and nobody, I don't speak Mandarin and, uh, I mean, outside of Ni Hao and Shishi, okay. uh, and, and my nickname, uh, which was Gao Fu Whoa. And, what uh, does that mean? Uh, tall, rich and handsome. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mr. Lucky. <laughs> no, but that was, that was then that, and, and I didn't know what it was. They told me, put that in your WeChat and they were making fun of me. So I just realized that afterward, but I, you know, I, sh I should have asked before. So it was just, you know, for my, and my and a bunch of symbols, Chinese symbols, but you know, meant something at the end. And uh, so outside of the jet lag and everything, doing business in, in China, it's, uh, it's, it's totally different. You need to embrace the culture to uh, drink in parties. And, uh, you know, you need to finish your, uh, your shooters of, uh, of the alcohol made out of, uh, I can't remember, but it was super strong. And, and then, you know, you need to sign MOU. So it's all about memorandum of understanding. There is a lot of that, a lot of LOI. And before something starts, it's, it's many, many months. So it was a long cycle of sales. That's also what, you know, that's when I told myself, actually, I need to stop going to China. I will focus on something else much more closer. Even if HTC was there, I, I came back to the focusing on the U.S. as as an export mm -hmm. uh, place to go. Yeah. So by that time, when you already like had that experience in China, you were you had some projects. Once you came back, like what was on your hands? Like what did you have? Like you had several projects with the uh, Lockheed with police, right? You you already you've done all of that. And then what what was your goal at that time when you already like came back? Like okay, what's next? How do I focus on the United States? Yeah, yeah. The the goal was was always to get funded and 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 maybe a, a paratola, like eighty percent. I want to raise more money and twenty percent close contract back then because there was a huge VR winter, uh, and you know 
lot of people don't remember that, but virtual reality was was not growing as fast as as everyone wanted. So the thing is, not only the focus shift in terms of you know where to find the money, but also in the product roadmap, we decided to create the product to be cross-platform. So not only to work in VR, but also to work on the desktop with the mouse and keyboard. So uh, this is this is how we we kind of uh, reduce the risk based on one technology. And uh, and that's that's what happened because I saw those VR arcade in China, uh, which when you are here in North America, you read that this is the new thing. But when you go there, it's all empty. So uh, and that's like 2016, 2017. And and uh, that was scaring me. I was like, oh, there is not as much traction as you can read in the media here on what's happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to do something before people realize that is not there yet. So uh, I think the pandemic changed everything, and it's, it is a huge fast forward. There is many stuff in between, mm-hmm. but but you know just to skip to the good part, uh, that's changed a lot, like a ten years acceleration from from my perspective. But yeah, in in between, uh, it was raising money, uh, get, creating partnership, right? Because uh, I don't know if you ever read read that book called uh, Crossing the Chasm. Uh, I think I heard about it, but I don't think I read it. Sounds very familiar. So there is there is there is one thing. There is early adopter innovators, a chasm, aka a valley of the dead, or whatever kills every startup. Right. And then there is attraction out of the, the late adopter and uh and aka you know scaling. So during that that valley of death, you need to create partnership to succeed. So my based on out of the book. And and it's true, you know, as acting as many fishes, you will you will be a bigger fish. So then you can own, you can be the biggest fish in a small pound. So mm-hmm. that was a strategy to to take over a niche, and my niche was to be defense, and and to make connection in that niche. So my main and my sole focus during that that winter was to go to trade show in the defense sector, so I can concur uh this vertical you know before we go into this juicy part like this 10 year hiatus and not hiatus but like how you say like the value of the dead right or yeah how was like for you like i don't know like in terms of motivation in terms of like moving forward did you mentally like was it easy for you was it difficult for you were you sometimes doubting yourself like were there second guesses second second thoughts like oh maybe this maybe this is not gonna work out maybe i'm wasting my time maybe i could do something better maybe i'm missing out on some other stuff that people are like like my friends are developing like what was going through your head were you always that motivated no 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 i mean uh second thought third fourth 100 thoughts so <laughs> many thoughts it was uh it is a bumpy ride it is a up and down road, and and to uh, to go through that that valley of the danger because you know if you if you have this picture in your mind of you choose to go in that path where it's all beautiful rainbows unicorn, and and uh, this is what is it is sold to you when you start the journey of the entrepreneurship, but finally you 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 don't know when but you definitely turn on the right side with those scary trees and everything. And, right. But you still see though that left path, the one that was full of rainbow and, and unicorn. And, uh, you know, through that path with the scary trees and everything, uh, the doubt, you need to have fun and to create the rainbow in your mind. So uh, to do so, there was one thing that someone told me that everyone finally knows is, you know, work hard, play harder. 
uh, and and how I, I did it in my hand is through those traveling. So being able to travel and to meet new culture, uh, to 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 discover just with your eyes new cities, and to make still business, so still working. It's not fun. It's you work, but you change your environment. You are not stuck at home or stuck in the same office. That helped me out a lot to be, uh, yeah, to be in that that mindset through through exploration of of the world. So I was thinking there is a balance. I discover the world and I work. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, and so eventually you're saying pandemic changed everything. Yeah, strangely because I stopped traveling. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but how did yeah, that I, happen? Like, at what point did you understand that? What was that click? Like, oh shit! Like, it's it's this. This is it. This is it. Yeah, not not definitely not in March 2020 when when over here in Canada everything stopped. Uh, that was one of the most scariest moments of my life. Like, uh, there is no safety net. I don't know what is tomorrow. Uh, so it was not right away. But it did happen when I start seeing all that money in flux, which is strange to say because these days it's more, uh, you know, dark clouds ahead of, of our head. But, uh, you know, I saw all this money in flux coming in the metaverse and, and also in the NFT and, and finding purpose, just like we were discussing right before, where there is a utility into it. And, uh, and I read something by someone that posts on my Facebook and he maybe he copy pasted from somewhere else, but he was saying, when you buy something on Fortnite, you cannot exchange it today. You buy it with V-Bucks and V-Bucks, it's not the crypto money. You cannot resell your, your, your skin from Fortnite. They are not NFT. And, uh, and so it is kind of lost. And, and the shelf of life of a digital asset is roughly apparently 18 months. After that, you get tired, you are on another IP and you move on and it's 18 months dead. So, so when you look to the revenue per month of Fortnite is $500 million. When you put this on a year, it is $6 billion. If you look to Nike, they are making just selling clothes and design is a $30 billion business. So Fortnite is one-fifth of, of, of Nike, and they sell digital clothes. So, so that's make me think, wow, the virtual world have an impact on, have an impact on the physical world in some way where based on the same vertical, there is a competitive market. And, and Amazon has 45% of that market, the physical one. Mm-hmm. So what will be the next Amazon? And, and just that question, it's, it's a huge need, a huge new market that come out of nowhere. And in this capitalist world, you know, you need to find where the next opportunity, where the next place where you can grow. So, so I think that looking at all that equation, equation and during the pandemic where everyone can think about it, we are all on Netflix, Disney Plus, it makes sense. We cannot see each other. We can do it though with Avatar. Uh, we, we need to respect a social distanciation. We can respect it, shake hands, virtually speaking, exchange idea and treaty. So it finally all come together through that intersection. So this is, this is when they click. And so I'm guessing you felt the competitive edge because you already are in the industry that is uh, virtual reality. And it was just kind of like for you, it was like, okay, let's connect the dots. How can I scale VR to like interconnect it with like a universe that is in the cloud, let's say. 
how did you, how was your processing? Where like, okay, here's where my industry is and here's what I'm interested in. How can I connect the two? Or was it like, okay, scratch everything I did before, let's start over and just use our experience. Did you connect the two or did you start the new project? Yeah, connect the two. No, because I know that starting something will be another walk in the valley of the dead. But, uh, and, and I, I think, you know, I can see the rainbow much more clearer than, uh, than before. But uh, yeah, I I mean we connect the two and, uh, and how do you and connect like how do you what was that connection then explain to me how virtual reality is you 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 kind of like entering with this project that you've been working on you're entering into metaverse because they are still different concepts yeah 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 totally I mean at the end of the day the metaverse is the universe of the virtual world and and so on with everything being connected and inter interconnected interoperable. So uh, about that interoperability, it's about partnership. And, and when you build a product, if no one know about the product, it is not a good product. So the thing having all those years behind us, we have this, uh, this, this, this system of connection of, of contacts that people know us and recognize us in the market for that. So for us being recognized and acknowledged into an into what is the metaverse was was not too much of a leap. And and the thing is, I believe that just like the web 2.0 in 96 with the GIF and everything made, being made out of front page and MySpace being the, the big shiny thing, and now MySpace is nowhere to be seen. I think it's the same thing with Web3. We are just at the beginning. What is built now and a success now is, is not for sure the next big shiny thing in a couple of years. Everything is getting built and stabilized. So we want to be a part of this construction and to be a part of this movement because I strongly believe that there is a need, just like I said with, with the Fortnite example, to be interconnected, not in silos, which is still true now. So uh, so this is more the mindset, you know, how we look at it as opportunity. All right, so we have Ova.ai. And in your opinion, or like in your plans, are you planning to provide a tech on the back end for people to use in their metaverses? Or are you planning to create your own metaverse using the tech that you have already, like your IP that you already have at your company as your uh, as your engine, basically? What's what's your business plan for having, uh, for penetration of metaverse? Yeah, great question and thanks for asking it. So we don't want to be a metaverse. Uh, we want to be a metaverse builder where those non-pro user, not even non-programmer, non-pro user can create world that they can then export to their favorite uh, metaverse. So it all goes be... back to Tony Hawk Pro Skater too. Yeah, exactly. But you're not stuck in the Tony Hawk world. You can push it to a skate or other IPs, right? Right. And um, and the dot AI, it's, it's something that is uh, really close to my heart. It's because... We strongly believe at OVA that there is this technology intersection where we will come from a phase like Tony Hawk, it's UGC, user-generated content, to AIGC, where there is a co-creation with an AI. And explain more, like elaborate, like give me an example, how would that look, please? Yeah, for sure. Uh, today you have question on... Uh, 
any website where there is a chatbot and uh, the chatbot will help you out to find out what you're looking for. So in our case specifically, and after that, I can talk more about the other case, but in our case, we have a visual scripting tool where people can add their own interaction just by connecting nodes between each other. For programmers that are listening, it's like the Unreal Blueprint in some way, or, uh, or you know, in Rec Room, there is also the Maker Gun where it can also create interaction or in dreams. So it's a visual scripting tool. So the thing is, it requires a lot of effort. You need to connect stuff, you need to plug in, plug out, and so on. So you can get arm fatigue if you use your arm in VR, or even you can just get tired in the process. Right. Mm -hmm. So the co-creation is, I'll say something like that. When I press on the button, the virtual button, move the object, and then in front of my eyes, the path, the logical path will be created so I just have to remix. So we'll come from a creator uh, environment to a remix environment where more and more user will remix. Just like, you know, Midjourney, it's text to picture. Dali, text to picture. Google is creating something text to video, soon to be text to 3D objects. Mm -hmm. So we will remix what is first proposed to our eyes. So we don't have to start anymore from scratch. Interesting. So let me try to see if I can come up with something uh, let's say I want to be a superhero and I'm just running, but somehow through AI, AI will give me like an additional super uh, powers to like run faster without me actually trying to involve more motion or involve uh, more commands. Like somehow AI will know that I'm, I'm in a superhero universe mode right now. Please like, you know, play along yeah. kind of thing. Would that be an ex like, would that be an example like uh, that can be done? That's that's an example that I can relate to a company that is named Kinetics. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever heard about them. They are based on prosthetics. Uh, uh, kinetics, right? Okay, but I was thinking like because uh, I thought about the company who does prosthetics in the same way with an AI. But oh anyways, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it could be Connect one day. But Kinetics, mm -hmm. what they do is machine learning, animation creation mm -hmm. based out of YouTube video or uh, TikTok video. So you take someone dancing or running fast as Superman. And you can then uh, induce it into your avatar. Mm -hmm. So the machine learning output, the skeleton key, the frame per frame of the, the motion and induce it into your avatar. Mm -hmm. So that's where I see machine learning uh, working with, with the creator on the animation where your motion are augmented by mm -hmm. an AI. And, and so would that be something that would be produced by Ova as well? Like with, with going back to the example with pushing the button and like insinuating the motion, would, is, is that like the, the technology that you're going to be like uh, building your company around, let's say? Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. We are uh, more and more focusing on those tools. Uh, we were first inspired by some research made by Meta on Minecraft, which is mm -hmm. called, it's a white paper, super interesting. It's called Craft Assist. And they, they talk to a, a bot inside Minecraft to create world. So it's not to create interaction, it's literally to create world. You say, when, uh, hi, I want a circle. And mm -hmm. someone, I mean, the bot will create a circle based out of Voxel, which is a cube in Minecraft. So, right. uh, so yeah. Interesting. Who would be your clients? Like, who do you see as your clients primarily for, for that kind of, obviously it's going to be a B2B model, but like yeah. what kind of businesses would you be working with? So everything related 
in the short term, related to the defense, such as, you know, Lockheed, back, uh, BAE, name them, uh, CAE, and so on. So they are the prime that that surround uh, that vertical. And then what I see is, is a ripple effect to the aviation, aerospace, heavy industry supply chain. But the end goal, you know, is starting with B2G to B2B blue chip because they have the money to bring in on the innovation. And as soon as it's more and more democratized, is to mm -hmm. go down into the retail. So that idea of the metaverse builder where people can export to other platform. Because I told you that Minecraft added its peak 70 million user, right. but today uh, Roblox has 58 million That's crazy. Uh, monthly active user. That's like one of the biggest countries in the world with, with like a population like that. Um, <laughs> was, was, was Made of kids. A country <laughs> made of kids. Like made that, of kids. That's, that that's run around. Crazy. That's great. Can you imagine? That's yeah, yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but it is a traditional funnel, right? You start with defense contracting, and then you go into retail. It's same same with like uh, satellites, imagery, like Google Maps and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of interesting that some legacy funnels are still are still true to this day. Uh, Harold, <laughs> this is such a great conversation. I hope we ha I, I wish we had more time, but I feel like for yeah. this amount of information is very concise and very exciting. Maybe we'll do it part two. I was going to ask you about more of like health questions, work-life balance, but man, like we, I feel like we discussed so much. We don't have more time. That's <laughs> really, great. No, thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate this conversation. It was uh, one of the most like, like funnest uh, podcasts. How can people uh, find more information about your projects? Do they just go to obadet.ai? Yeah, exactly. Everything's there. Uh, yeah. Right. And after that, they can click on the top right corner on Staterx. So they uh -huh. will know all about our platform. Thanks. Thanks. Many, many thanks for the invitation. Of course. Thanks for your really, time. Really happy.